the Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm getting over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, we've been uh, asking you to get out there and share with all your friends, enemies, I don't care, anybody about the Jeep Talk Show, because we're trying to get more listeners. If you like this show, and you must like it somewhat, you're listening to us, share it with somebody. Uh, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and we're even on the Tic Tac now, and uh, the great thing to do is like and share. My wife hates that. Quit calling it that. It's not a Tic Tac. That is, gosh, I just had this vision of you sitting on a Tic Tac, Tony. That's just not good. Uh, so anyway, uh, get out there and uh, share all uh, all of our posts and stuff that we're doing, because that's the easiest way to uh, to share things. You, you don't have to think nothing up. You can just share what we're doing. But uh, please take a moment and uh, share the stuff with your friends. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about the Tic Tac. Oh, God. As long as they're the orange ones. That's, you know, that, that's that's the best. Those are the best way. Oh, wait. Wait. Hello. No, he's not going to do orange. He's going to do red. <laughs> red. Yes, of course. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Hello, Jeeper. I'm Josh. And on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we prepare for a red invasion oh yeah no it's got nothing to do with politics or tony painting anything trust me Uh, (laughs) something stinks in michigan i've got a must-have that will keep you cool and later we'll cover some of the highlights and hear from others that were at the jeep talk show texas event the texas event at hidden falls i can speak i too many beavers (laughs) (laughs) no seriously i i polished off half that bag in about two hours this afternoon Uh, and i'm so jealous because i want to sitting here doing show notes and i could not keep my hand out of the bag you bastard (laughs) Oh, dang it. I want to try them so bad. Darn it. I wish I had gone. Well, howdy. It's Wendy, and I went topless last week. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Finally, the corruption has, has happened. It's happened. Yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> hey, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and on the next episode of Jeep Life, I share some tips for wheeling those dusty summer trails. Hi, I'm Tony, and it's what you've been waiting for. I'll talk about how the 2021 JTS Gladiator performed on uh, the 35-inch Nexon Rodian MTX tires, and Josh will share his opinion as well because he's driven on them as uh, as, as well as I have. Going to be right. good. Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. Ram Trucks and Fiat, rather, are partnering with U2, frontman Bono's red organization, to offer special edition vehicles aimed at raising more than $4 million to fight against health crises. The vehicles will include red editions of the Jeep Compass and Renegade small SUVs, the Ram Ram 1500 pickup, and for Europe, an electric version of the Fiat 500, which Stellantis previously discontinued in the U.S., 
Money from the sale of vehicles will support the Global Fund, which began operations in 2002 to end epidemics of HIV, AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. It has since expanded to include aid for the coronavirus pandemic. The Jeep Compass and Fiat 500 are, are red in the color of the red organization's logo. The Ram 1500 is black with red badging and accents. All of the vehicles feature other red characteristics and special red badging. Red, named for the color of emergency, is not a nonprofit. It is an organization created by Bono and activist Bobby Shriver in 2012 to engage very large, very wealthy companies to donate money, goods, and logistics to, uh, and to raise awareness for its causes. Red, which has been criticized for financial transparency and partnering with companies that could have easily offered to donate funds, reports it has generated nearly $700 million for the Global Fund, helping more than 220 million people. Wow. So I think was I that may hard for you, Josh, to say red that many times and not think about it. Was a lot of I, yeah. I there was a, spe- a special victims panel. I'm going to end up having to see after this. <laughs> He's going to have to go through a what twelve step program to get away from the red. Show, show me on this lollipop where uh, the red hurt you. <laughs> where um, the red hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I may have done us a d- disservice because I think those uh, those thinking about the. Uh, the beaver nuggets that uh, messed Josh up on reading this uh, this story. <laughs> They're right over there. They're almost, <laughs> almost in reach. Oh, you still <laughs> right have there. some left? Oddly enough. Yes, it did take well, quite, a, quite an exercise in willpower for me not to eat that entire damn bag, you ass. So there was something that somebody complained about to me when we were out at the uh, out at Hidden Falls. They said, "I, I hate those uh, those podcasts where they'll talk about something. Oh, you remember that time? And and you have no clue unless you've listened to every episode right. of their podcast. Okay. So I want to make sure that I show. I want to make sure I mention that Beaver Nuggets are something that are sold at Bucky's, which is a, this huge uh gas station with all kinds of foods and all kinds of shirts and hats and, and things gas pumps like and a thousand gas a thousand pumps. if there's a, if there's 999 we'll there's a the thousand here <laughs> i want to see right there there's oh. bucks for you the damn <laughs> <Not> nuggets half <laughs> of it's gone made it to the west coast but oh. too far north of me they're, they're like sugar pops except they're about you know 10 times the size and oh. There's a little bit of a dash of maple crack that they have thrown yes, in yeah, just, yeah. just to keep you eating them constantly. I, I yes, love they, maple. <laughs> I can't I don't, I, no, I, I read the ingredients. There's no maple in them. I do get a little hint of it every now and again, but there's nothing that is good for you in these things. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, primarily oil, sugar, and, and I think there's a pinch of corn powder in there somewhere, <laughs> something like that. But Le- no, it's, it's legally, just, legally, Texas requires there to be a dash of beaver. In every bag, otherwise they can't less, call them beaver less, nuggets. No, they they have to. With the disclaimer, there is less than two percent of the following ingredients, and there's just more bad shit. <laughs> <laughs> Things you can't pronounce, but ooh, they taste good. So this is something that we we had out at the uh, Hidden Falls Adventure Park for the G, uh, the Jeep Talk Show uh, Texas event that Josh actually attended, uh, and uh, so there was a bunch of beaver nuggets being thrown around. At there, and that's the reason why Had we're I talking. Had I known they were going to be this addictive, I would have snagged at least two other bags. I would have left underwear, shorts. I would have I, just left half my clothes there. I think, okay, I, next I think time I have you eight need bags a, yeah. here. Oh my gosh! Ne- next time you go, Josh, you have to bring an empty suitcase. You can just go to the store, Bucky's, <laughs> buy a caseload of it. I'll we get can you. Share it. I'll get you a Bucky's uh, a sticker that you can put on the. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, that would probably be a bad idea because all the beaver nuggets would disappear by the uh, luggage oh, crew. Anyway, gosh. too much fun. We'll be talking more about beaver nuggets in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, something stinks in Michigan, and it's not, not beaver, beaver nuggets. nuggets. <laughs> no. the, state of Michi- the state of Michigan on Monday uh, filed a violation notice against the new Mac assembly plant in Detroit following investigations into nuisance order- odor complaints about the facility that makes the three-row Jeep Grand Cherokee L, a vehicle that just can't seem to stay out of the news recently, apparently. Stellantis NV, Jeep's parent company, has until October 11th to initiate actions necessary to correct the cited violations and submit a written response to the MDEGLE, or Medegel, as I'm going to say it from now on, which is the uh, <laughs> Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy, about the steps that it's going to be taking to rectify all this. The company may also object to the violation's legal application. According to the press release, Stellantis is currently reviewing the notice it received today from Medegel, and Stellantis takes all environmental issues seriously and understands its responsibility to be a good neighbor. They are working with Medegel to identify and resolve any concerns in an affirmative manner. The company, company formerly known as Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, or FCA, expanded its site in Detroit's east side from a partially idled engine plant to a $1.6 billion, that's billion with an M, assembly plant employing hundreds of people and began delivering SUVs in June to dealerships. The expansion has created anger and concerns for some, or from some residents rather, living around the plant, especially in relation to health and environmental impacts on the neighborhood that already had the Jefferson North Assembly Plant next to it. So the Detroit News reported earlier this month that uh, Medegel's Air Quality Division conducted investigations into complaints it received on nuisance odors on August 27th. Rather, Staff observed, quote-unquote, persistent and objectionable paint and slash uh, solvent odors of moderate intensity, impacting residential areas downwind of the facility, at least according to the notice. Similar odors of moderate or strong intensity were also identified on August 31st and September 3rd, according to the inspectors. State rules and uh, the automaker's permit to install emission units uh, state the operating of equipment on the site should not result in the emission of an air contaminant that, quote, causes unreasonable interference with the comfort and enjoyment of life and property. Stellantis has said that the new plant is one of its most efficient and sustainable manufacturing operations and that updates to its Warren Assembly plant are reducing volatile organic compound emissions, or VOCs, by 30% in the seven-county region of southeast Michigan that is already above Environmental Protection Agency limits on ozone. Ozone is a toxic gas that is created when VOCs combine with other atmospheric gases. The Mac assembly plant has the lowest VOC emissions rate of any U.S. assembly plant, according to the company. So we'd like to hear from any residents in the area that may be listening to this and that could help provide some perspective on this if you maybe live in the vicinity of the Mac assembly plant and have or have not smelled anything like this. Please let us know. Hmm. I don't know. So Jeep is saying, Slantis is saying that this, uh, this factory, this assembly plant... Um, has the lowest VOCs of any of its factories. In fact, it has the lowest out of any assembly plant in the nation. But that still is uh, not excusing what or explaining why, rather, uh, these residents are smelling this stuff in the air. And when they sent Mm -hmm. out some people to go measure it, they apparently, with their noses or other measurable devices, measuring devices, I don't know, uh, picked up on some of this as well. So, I don't know, is it, you know, Uncle Bob in the backyard uh, painting a fender and it just happened to be downwind of half the neighborhood or, you know, the, the <laughs> one person who is, you know, running the HOA there and just can't wait to complain about something? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, that's why I'm asking for some perspective is, uh, on this. So, you know, these, these uh, you know, people went out there, these investigators, and, and they had some equipment or they used their noses and they smelt something on three different occasions. Okay, does that mean something? Well, I don't know. 
uh, especially when Jeeps and Stellantis' claim is saying that, hey, you know, uh, not only have we built this place to be the most efficient, it's also, you know, supposed to be the most efficient and uh, uh, environmentally friendly out of all these type of facilities in the nation. So what's going on here? Um, so that's why I'd like to hear some perspective of some locals. Well, and also, what is the smell? Does it smell like paint or does it smell like varnish or does it smell like, you know, somebody died and they buried a body there? I mean, what? Well, that's what they're what saying. It it's that like? chemical. It's that chemical smell and it smells like paint or, or you know, okay. uh, uh, paint thinner or, you know, something along those lines. Well, I thought this was an assembly plant. I didn't think that they actually painted stuff there. I mean, I thought they just put the yeah. parts together. Maybe they do paint it there. I don't I don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, there's something going on over in Southeast Michigan, and and I'd like to know what. So yep. I think huh. I would like to recommend, you know, if I'm ever elected, I'm going to present that the EPA have a primary rule added to all of their uh, complaints, I guess. Uh, so it would start he the who process. Smelt it, dealt it? Exactly. Oh, no. That is it. No, that's exactly it. Can you really? imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because now the onus is on the smeller <laughs> to prove oh, their case. Oh man. <laughs> so I know this was a very, very dry story, but it very much has to do with Jeep, at least uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokee L as to where it's being made. But other vehicles have been made in that plant and other Jeeps will be made in that plant. This is likely an issue that's not going to go away um, unless Jeep starts paying some money to have it swept under the rug. That's why I was hoping to hear from some locals that might be able to shed some light on this one way or the other. Yeah, I'd like to know what the, what it actually smells like, too. Hey, Josh, I don't know if you have this in an upcoming story, but it's kind of... Uh, yes, I smelt it. Yeah, even though the windows of, were cracked, I could still smell it in the Jeep, okay? Yeah, we don't have to bring it up on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you were talking about something else. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Mike Manley, the Mike Manley story. Or, or do you have that one? Yes, I do have a Mike Manley story. It's not going to be in this episode. Uh, look for Mike Manley in the coming episode, episode 517 of the okay, Jeep Talk okay. Show. So uh, remind me if I don't remember uh, to tell you, the the company involved is the one yes. is is the one that called me uh, or emailed me back a month after I got my uh, Gladiator. Are you still interested in buying a Gladiator? Oh. <laughs> a month. <laughs> a month. <laughs> well, all right. We'll, he's we'll not bring very we'll good bring at sales. up. Uh, We'll bring up what that means and, uh, and the story <laughs> behind it uh, in episode five seventeen this week Here in we Jeep. Go. So stick around for stick around for that. Make sure you guys uh, are uh, subscribed and can download that episode. All that good rod. <laughs> and of course, if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we'd like to hear what you have to say. Uh, just be sure to let us know. You can do it by phone or by email, and head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, our forest trails have been closed up here in Big Bear and pretty much all of the forest areas for the past month in California. Now, this has been due to the high risk of fire season and low resources since a lot of our firefighters are up in Northern California fighting all those horrible fires. I'd like to give a shout out to all the NorCal off-road clubs and what they, are, what they must be going through this whole process. The Rubicon Trail, if you haven't heard, was impacted, but last I checked, the fire was stopped before getting to Lake Tahoe and did not burn in or around the Rubicon. But there are still fires all around that region, and I'm sure it's affecting other great trails up there. 
Well, our forest management down here in Southern California has opened the trails as of today, but with some limitations. Last week, we had a planned a winching and recovery training class with four students. This was a bit different for, different for us since they didn't have a Jeep or an off-road vehicle. They are a logistics company that helps get their delivery vans unstuck when driving in rural areas to make deliveries. Think soft sand, deep dirt, mud, etc. The company had recently purchased a setup, quote-unquote, two-door Jeep for recoveries, but they weren't sure how to use the Jeep or the equipment needed to recover their vans. Since they didn't have Jeeps to drive, we actually rented two Jeeps from the Big Bear Jeep Experience up here in Big Bear. It's where you can drive a Jeep on the trails in Big Bear if you don't have a Jeep. Now, we had to drive them down to the desert, which is what we call Cougar Buttes area, since the forest trails that we would normally have used were closed. Sounds pretty easy. Well, there would be a total of four Jeeps and three drivers to get them to our starting point. So Bill and I drove, each drove one rental Jeep down the hill, and Don Alexander drove us back up to drive our Jeep, our own Jeep down. The cool thing was that these two rented Jeeps are very well set up. Tony, you drove one of them. I'm sure you remember driving in it. But they have their tops off and doors wide open. There are uh, about one-eighth inch thick aluminum half doors on them, but essentially it's an open Jeep. Now, I have never driven a topless doorless Jeep before, and I know we were only going to go about 35 uh, minutes on a paved road, but it was a bit daunting at first thought. <laughs> that particularly early, oh, dark 30 morning, it was 38 degrees here in Big Bear. Oh, no. Yep. I don't, I don't like being cold and driving 55 miles an hour is cold when you're topless. So I bundled up like a kid going out to play in the snow during Christmas break. My head was completely covered with two layers, heavy gloves, and three layers of jackets. I had no idea how cold I might be, but I was darn sure I wasn't going to find out. Well, turns out driving topless is a blast. I wasn't as cold as I thought it might be. Sure, my hands and feet got a bit chilled, but I turned the heater up and my feet were warm enough. Surprisingly, there wasn't as much wind as I thought it would be. Maybe it's because of the aerodynamics. I don't know, but it was quite comfortable. After arriving at our destination, I was really excited to have driven topless. I get the allure and the fun and the openness. It was great to just drive and enjoy. Not sure I want to pull our top off quite yet, but I proved to myself that driving a Jeep topless was really no different than driving it with a top on. Well, maybe it's a bit warmer with the doors and top on. I still love my air conditioning. The desert was 102 that day, and I was loving our Jeep just for that reason. Cool air all the way. Now, we had a great day working with some wonderful people, no issues, and a good chance to teach others how to recover safely. The students really got a lot of hands-on experience about how to recover a vehicle. When the day was over, Bill and I drove our Jeep back up the mountain, collected our truck and trailer, and headed back down to haul one of the Jeeps back up the hill. Now, these Jeeps are really not set up for highway driving, and the owner didn't want them driven back up the hill. We hauled the rental Jeep up, tucked her in, and we're done for the day. Now, I would have willingly volunteered to drive that chopless Jeep back up to Big Bear. Who knows? Perhaps next summer, I might even go topless. So, guys, do you have a topless experience you want to share? And wait, Tony, that means your Jeep being topless, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there was this one summer where there was this one party, but no. Uh, no, yeah, I was like 18, 19 years old. I was living in Vancouver, Washington. A uh, buddy of mine uh, was leaving for Vegas, I think it was. He was gone for a week, and, uh, and he let me keep his Jeep for the week. And he was an old YJ. Uh, I don't even think he owned a top for it now that I remember. Wow. 
Yeah, and uh, uh, so it was it was a uh, rattle can camouflage. Had a small lift, maybe some 33s or 35s on it. I can't remember now. Uh, it was a POS Jeep for sure. But the one thing I loved about that Jeep, it was a stick. Uh, it was topless, uh, had no doors, and wow. uh, it, had a Dixie, it had a Dixie whistling, or the, the, the old Dukes of Hazard horn. Okay. <laughs> so I would pull up to a crosswalk, let the air horns fly. And uh, and then take off, you know. It was it was awesome. Oh, I, I love driving. What a great trip. memory! As a yeah, kid, I was a kid. Come on, sure, oh, it, was, it was awesome. So it was there was one uh, brief point for a brief summer of my life that uh, uh, I was uh, driving topless for a short period of time. It was great. Well, you know, when we got the uh, the TJ, one of the first things we did, I think, within a day of uh, getting the TJ for my wife, uh, we took the hard top off, and uh, she just really uh, loved that. But uh, it wasn't going to be very easy taking that thing on and off uh, right. without a setup. So I, I bought a, a little uh, electric winch to set up in the garage. And uh, I, uh, I, I think we had a conversation about a, a soft top. And I went ahead and got a soft top, an uh, NX Trek top from, from Best Top. And it has the flip. Uh, uh, you can flip back uh, the, the part of it that goes over the passenger and oh, the yes. uh, and, and the uh, the not the driver, the passenger, passenger and driver. Anyway, uh, so she could actually work that herself, but as far as removing all the other panels, uh, not so much. Uh, well, taking them off, yes. Getting them back on, no. And uh, she actually loves that. And there was, it turned out there was no reason to get uh, the, the Jeep with a hard top. She complained about how loud the XJ was, so I figured for her to be happy with the TJ, she was going to need a hard top. Now, the since the soft top has been on there, uh, the hard top hasn't been on there for like seven years. In fact, uh, wow. I need oh, wow. to, I need to sell it because we're just it's just yeah. taking up space. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it was room. a lot of fun. We actually took a took a ride into uh, Central Texas and stopped at a bunch of little small towns and stuff. And the the thing that you you realize very quickly uh, on the highway, uh, fully open Jeep at you know seventy miles an hour, you are not going to have a conversation. You start thinking yeah, about no. flying a plane and having headsets, you know, some David Clarks so that you can talk yeah. to each other. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, other than that, it was great. It was uh, uh, Texas in the summertime and it was hot out, but with all that air moving, you, you just really uh, didn't notice it. You know, it was, it was actually amazing to have that free feeling. I don't know how else to put that into words. Yeah. When, you, you know, the air is coming, you can hear it, you can see there was just something, and the I smells. guess, the word I'm going to use again, free. You, you know, it's almost like really being on the back of a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. But it was just, it was a great experience. I'm glad. I mean, it would have been nice to be slightly warmer. But, you know, once we got down to that heat, I was like, yeah, give me the air conditioning. But well, it was this, a great experience. This so. has to be a lot like the, the 10,000, 15,000 mile trip you just made on the motorcycle. <laughs> 15,000? Uh, <laughs> okay, now you're exaggerating. But around the, around the world yes. twice. Uh, so it's going to be very similar <laughs> to bike. that, but less wind is what I'm thinking because, you know, you yeah. have a windshield. No, it's, uh, it was great. So I just wanted to share the story because it was something that I probably never would have said we've talked about topless or not in different chats and things that we've done in the show. And I just was always like, nope, nope, nope. And this was sort of a forced thing. I had to drive this Jeep down. I had no choice and I really, really enjoyed it. So who knows? Maybe we'll venture and try to take the top off oh, I, I next summer with your love of motorcycles and horses i was very surprised you had never been uh had the top off on on y'all's jeep is is that something bill kind of rolls his eyes about that because i kind of get the feeling bill would like to have the top off 
No, I just don't think we've, you know, most of the time we've wheeled, it's pretty warm. And I think we both are kind of like, I like the air versus, you know, I don't know. But I love the air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, the air conditioning is good. And when you wheel, you're not driving fast enough to put air over, right? right you're you're doing one mile an hour, two mile an hour on rocks. So I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with everybody and just, oh, that's great. it was just exciting. So cool. Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. Check out our YouTube channel at Trails411 for great content with lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. Josh, Tony, Wendy, and Tammy. I just had a great campfire side chat. This is Travis. Giddy up. Long story short, I just finished up the meeting at 12, ah, probably 10 minutes ago, 12, <laughs> 10, but it was fantastic. Learned a lot. Appreciated a lot. And want everyone to join in on the Campfire Side Chat on Tuesday nights. If you've got Zoom, you can be a part of the meeting. That's pretty much in a nutshell. All right. You guys have fun. Looking forward to the show. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Well, I'm glad he called in and mentioned that. And I think yeah. I've mentioned it both of you guys. Uh, basically, we're doing a roundtable discussion uh, on Tuesday nights, uh, largely because we don't get as much time to talk to the Zoom people uh, now sure. uh, with, the, with the way we're recording shows. So I said, uh, somebody said, hey, could we, I think it was actually Travis, could we spend a little more time uh, with, uh, with you guys talking on the, uh, you know, just talking, BSing really. And I said, well, let's, mm-hmm. let's do a roundtable discussion where it'll just be us uh, talking. So uh, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, and we've done two roundtable discussions. And this last one that Travis is talking about, uh, I, I, I cut it off in an hour. So uh, we recorded this and put it out as a special episode uh, that came out Wednesday this week. And <laughs> I cut it off about an hour. But I didn't want to say, okay, uh, good night, everybody, and then cause the conversation yeah, don't to have end. To home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so what I did was I made John L the uh, the moderator of the owner of the meeting, and then just okay. got out and sent him a message saying, "Hey, I made you the the, the guy in control of the meeting." You're it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so you know, end the meeting whenever you feel like you want to. And then sure. I get then I get a report. I'm laying in bed looking at the phone, watching TV, and I get a message on uh, on Discord. Well, it's still going on, <laughs> and it's like two hours later. <laughs> Dude, I, I, had the, I had the notification on my calendar, and uh, I, was, I was messing around with my phone, resetting alarm, something. I can't remember why I was uh, in my phone, and uh, and I noticed. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, the Tuesday night uh, 8 o'clock thing, and, and I was like, oh, that's 8 p.m. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Central Time. That, that's six, six o'clock my yeah, time. Six o'clock. I look at the clock and it's like eight oh six, and I was like, "Oh, well, <laughs> it was still was going hours. on." <laughs> that was two hours ago. Well, there's no point in me logging on. I guess you know. So I didn't. Exactly. That, that was all. It, that's all it, it lasted too. Well, come to find out, it was going on for another two hours after that. Even so. that's insane. <laughs> that's just insane. So, so if you guys want to get notification, uh, Wendy and Josh get their own uh, their own personal notifications as, as well as Tammy does. But if you guys would like to get notifications about the, the roundtable discussion and how you can join uh, the Zoom meeting on Thursday nights, uh, just uh, go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contacts. Look where the newsletter is and sign up, and you'll get the newsletter that will have the link. Once you have that link, it's the same link for every Zoom meeting we have. Yep. So, same, same. 
Yeah, so once you have it, once you have it, all you got to do is remember uh, the 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 time conversion. So you can be there at uh, eight p.m. Central Time and whatever. I was whatever. told there'd be no math. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that there has to be some. So yeah, it was. Uh, they had it was a great time. the The hour that I spent there, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and 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 by the way, guys, it started off with me saying spoiler warning because we're going to be oh. talking a lot about the uh, Jeep Talk Show off road event, uh, Texas event, because. Uh, we recorded that one before this one, so uh, there may be some people waiting to listen to that one because I, I told him it'd be a spoiler. <laughs> Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. So a little side note, Russell Crowe has uh, contacted me through the Tic Tac and told me he's going to kick my ass if I keep using that, uh, that intro. <laughs> yeah. No, we actually did get a, uh, a, uh, an email recently to, uh, I think it came to the info at Jeep Talk Show uh, address, but uh, it uh, it came through saying, uh, hey, just uh, in case you decide you want to get off your butt and refresh that Gladiator intro <laughs> that I'm getting sick of hearing all the time, uh, yes. here's a little something you could use just in case, you know, you want to just, you know, here it is. There's some more to add <laughs> to it. How can Thank you get you. sick? I know. That's, a, that's a good intro. I like that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. So, I know. It's, uh, we, we have some uh, uh, segments that we've had uh, the same intro for, for quite a while. And and uh, the show does get refreshed every so often, and this is one of those uh, intros that uh, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna throw something together. I worked on it for way too long for what it was, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is gonna be one of those that I'm, I it goes to the top of the list for the next thing that gets refreshed. That's on the all show. right. Yeah, that's fine with me. I mean, especially since it's the Gladiator, it it, it, it wouldn't be a bad thing to uh, update. So, but I like it. But anyway, uh, so obviously, uh, if you haven't been living under a rock, we've been talking about it for like three months. I had somebody come up uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, I think, and said it was like the week of the event saying, wow, if I had known about this, I could have gone. <laughs> I said, well, you know, you're not listen listening longer, to the show you about it. because uh, I've been yeah. talking about it for two or three months. Exactly. If you paid attention when we talked, hey, you'd have known about it. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we uh, we did the uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, off-road event, uh, Texas, on September 18th, which is uh, not even a week ago yet. We're coming up on a, a week. Uh, and uh, we uh, we actually got Josh to fly down and Boy, was his arms tired. Uh, and uh, yeah, was, uh, this time uh, a week ago that I was uh, sitting here considering, oh, boy, don't forget my pillow. Oh, that's right. I don't yes, have to remember yes. to bring it. That's right. I <laughs> carried the pillows with me. But anyway, uh, so uh, Josh came down. Uh, we had Larry, uh, Jeep, and Mo drove down with his uh, beautiful 600-pound uh, wow. dog. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's like 150. Larry has a ramp for that dog. Because Aww. it's he, it's too much work to lift him in and out of the jeep, all the you know, yeah. so he can do it, take his speed breaks. And I'm talking about the dog, and uh, <laughs> so it was really cool. Uh, it was great that Larry uh, Larry came down, and uh, we also had Willie Wagon, uh, he and his wife. Oh, we had a bunch of people. We'll Ooh. go over everybody who showed up and all that. I want to know what you thought of the MTX tires, though the the uh, the Rodian yes. MTX. Well, now keep the 35 inch variety. That now, that's what we're talking about here. I'm and I want to get your opinion of it. You and I talked a little bit about it uh, in on the seats, you know, on the trail, and uh, and some initial thoughts. We really didn't get too deep a discussion as to uh, the performance of these these tires. 
Now, uh, I, uh, you know, of course, I already have a set, and I have wheeled them on the XJ, but they're 33s oh, as opposed to 30, the 35s. And at Hidden Falls, wasn't uh, it? Uh, well, at, at the, on the, the Jeep that uh, Wendy was just talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. it, Big Bear. Uh, Big Bear. That was also, mm-hmm. those were 37s. So I've actually now actually wheeled three different sizes, 33, mm-hmm. 35, and 37. And uh, I love them. I mean, I had no uh, problem getting uh, the 35s. Uh, you know, deciding to go with Nexons again uh, on a new Jeep. The the it, it, I mean, they work better than the 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 tires that were on it, and the tires that were on it though from the factory were pretty good. I mean, I I think I slipped on that little V notch going up where the falls were. You remember uh, when we were uh, driving up uh, on top of the falls? I don't think the falls mm-hmm. were active. So uh, there's a little V notch there. I can't remember where you were standing there at the at the notch. Uh, uh, waving people up, weren't you? Telling them to get uh, close to the tree. Yeah, and- I was. I was up there uh, getting some footage. I was letting. Okay. Uh, I think it was Willie Wagons who was up there doing the spotting at that point. I. I, I don't want to be the guy that just shows up and's like, "I'll take it from here. I'm spotting now." <laughs> you know, and, and just like you know, away with you and no, stiff no, arm somebody. I just was doing trying a to perfectly good job. You know, getting people up uh, an obstacle. So I was just trying to I, remember if you were. Oh, you were actually videoing up. That uh, you were standing there in front of the gladiator, weren't you? Yeah, I've got a whole mess of footage okay. and not enough RAM to go uh, to go through. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm going to be putting something together over the coming weeks, and uh, I, I'm not sure how I'm going to release it. Likely, I will try and get it over to uh, the Jeep Talk Show Facebook page or the YouTube channel uh, to release then. And when that's finally done processing and and edited and all that stuff, I'll let you guys know. Okay. Cool. So the the thing that I'm most curious about because I've had a lot of experience with it. Now you have your own set of Nexons, mm-hmm. Josh, but your your Cherokee has been down. So this was your yeah. first opportunity to uh, to drive a Jeep with the uh, Nexon Rodeon MTXs. And, and you, Plus, and you drove a new Gladiator too. Yeah, and he's also driving yeah. a new a new vehicle. And you drove it quite a bit. I mean, uh, I had to like snap out of it because I was just having too much fun. Is go, oh, now I got to get Josh <laughs> in here. I actually, I think I told you, hey, you're gonna have to remind me because I'm forgetting to let you drive. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, I, and the same thing, I was having a lot of fun taking in the scenery and all that. I, you know, I wasn't even like uh, you know itching at the bit to or chomping at the bit to drive either. And it was like uh, he starts walking to the other side of the jeep, and oh yeah, here. Forgot to give you the keys. Why don't you think you oh, gave me the somebody, keys? Just, you know, get a guy in, threw him in the cup holder. So I'm pushing the button. We're going. Somebody, <laughs> somebody on the radio said, "Are you guys okay?" I said, "Yeah, we're just doing a Chinese fire drill." <laughs> That's kind of like, yeah, because we stopped like right in the middle of the trail and just got out. I was like, "Oh, oh, That's we're doing it. this now." Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, it was it was a good time. I uh, it took me a minute to figure out how to fit in the Gladiator. Um, oh, I, it. it the way that Tony had the seat adjusted, and I didn't know this until several minutes down the, down the trail a little ways, um, he has it sitting a little bit lower in, in the cab. And so I okay. had all this headroom. And, <laughs> and for me, I'm a tall, I'm a tall guy. I'm, I'm, I'm about six foot three, you know, I, you know, about 200 pounds or so. Uh, I'm, I'm a relatively big guy. And so I was used to sitting up much higher in the Jeep and, you know, rest to relative to the top of the steering wheel or the top of the windshield or where the roof line sure. is and all that. And, and so it was weird for me sitting down in there and then trying to look over the hood. And, and the, the Gladiator has a, a substantial hood. Uh, for me, it, it seems bigger than the Wranglers. I, I don't know if okay. there's any truth to that or not, uh, but it just it seems like it's stuck out there. It's got a little bit of a nose to it. Uh, but once I, uh, Tony was like, oh, yeah, just grab that lever over there and give it a yank a couple of times. And, 
and soon enough i was like oh yeah i'm sitting up oh, he was so excited he was so excited immediately i'll mention i'll mention something to you i like sitting up high too because it's like being a, a fighter pilot you can see all around you easier but <laughs> yeah. whenever you have the navigation coming up on the center display and the speed digital speed is at the very top of the display you can't see it if you're sitting too high because of the edge of the dash so I get a happy medium there, and you never can tell where the wife has left it either. So I could be adjusting it all every time I get in it, or just go with it. So there's, oh, there's no memory on the seat where you could have a button for you and a button for her. No, it doesn't do that. Thank no, God. for the height adjustment, it's a manual yeah, it's adjustment, manual. which I oh, which I prefer. It. I mean, I have all the electrical stuff in the XJ, and one okay. of those motors is is uh, uh, it works half the time anyway. So having it mechanical is a much better thing. Now, I will say that uh, the Gladiator is chock full of tech. Oh, yeah, And it is. There, there was a ton of stuff that I would have loved to just sat there and played with and familiarized mm -hmm. myself with, you know, the, the different features, the, uh, the, the menus and the displays and all that, uh, because there's a ton of stuff that you can display in different places on the Jeep. Oh. Uh, and, and, and so you could have one set of information over there on the infotainment screen, uh, screen and another set of information over on the display that's in between the, uh, in, in the instrument cluster. And, and so, you know, reconfiguring that all up and, and in different modes and, and adjusting all these different modes and stuff, I would have liked to have had a chance to play with. But that being said, uh, not doing any, any of that didn't take away from the experience whatsoever. Well, ultimately, it's it's driving. It's the off-road experience. It's yeah. the, the handling. And, and that was really what you were there to experience. So uh, did you were there any negative detractors from that you felt on the tires? I mean, to me, it, oh, it just went tires, wherever, no. wherever, I wanted, wherever I wanted to go. I was initially concerned with the amount of air down. I was because I'm used to running around ten to twelve pounds personally. Right. Um, that's maybe twelve and a half. I think thirteen is is about the limit. We dropped down to thirteen one time, and and it was you know it was like oh, you know we go that low you know. But the, these performed very well, and I think we probably could have stayed at fifteen for that matter, or or even yes, more. Probably. Really, not mm -hmm. that made much of a difference. My only the, concern the, was the seven and a half inch wide wheels, stock wheels, and airing it down too much uh, and, br and popping a bead, especially since mm -hmm. I didn't have a, a air compressor. Yeah, I mean the park had uh, had air stations um, down, oh, you know, back down at the staging area, uh, which uh, were actually performed very well. I was surprised okay. about the CFM that was coming out of those it things. Really so is yeah. impressive. Yeah, it airs up really quick. So uh, yeah, hats off to them for doing a good design on that. But um, uh, but no, I mean, so, I mean, I had some reservations initially as to, okay, did we air down enough? You know, um, okay, this is a Jeep. It only has a, 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 what, a limited slip in the rear or something like that. So I was a little bit worried about, uh, about traction, uh, sway bar disconnects, none. So I was worried about. Well, that was that loose bolt down. that I showed you. <laughs> <laughs> a, little bit of, a little bit of wallowing on, on one sway That's bar disconnects. That's normal for a Jeep. We got an extra, four, you know, extra 16th of an inch maybe yeah, of uh, yeah. articulation. Uh, but, uh, no, so I, I had some reservations as to how this combination was going to work, not only the Nexons and, uh, and how they aired down, uh, but also the Jeep and the way that it was equipped. And, and so, uh, you know, but surprisingly, uh, at least as far as the, the terrain we were on, uh, and, uh, and the, the level of difficulty of, of the obstacles and stuff, the, the Jeep and the tires did exceptionally well. Uh, and, and especially for me wheeling on a type of terrain that I am completely not used to. That that caliche rock that they have down there, 
Um, it's a cross between like a limestone, a granite, and a marble, but it doesn't have any sharp edges really. It, and it's got it's, okay. it's like all the, it's all rounded uh, kind of, but they don't okay. have boulders either. It's all shelves. Oh, that's interesting. So, so was it yes, was it tacky? Very, so you had you had traction, or was it slippery? There was traction, but on top of everything, because as the rock is sort of you know um, abrases itself and breaks down, it creates this oh. very fine um, talcum oh, powder like silt that sits on right. top of everything. <laughs> okay, it was so uh, dusty. <laughs> It so gets everywhere, you, you have, doesn't it? Yes. You have this dust that just gets everywhere. I mean, you, you can't okay. touch it and it not... I mean, literally, it's like flour. Uh, and yeah. you put your hand in flour, your hand comes up, and it's... Oh. You can put your hand in sand, and your hand comes up, there's no sand on it. But this stuff, right, you right. put your hand on it, and you come up, and it's, it sticks to you. Um, so, it's it's sticky dust. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sticky uh, dust. But it also... Creates, it also creates a little bit of a loss of traction. So, you can actually slip a little bit on the dust... Um, as well, and so it creates a, a, an interesting dynamic as far as the terrain uh, and and how to set up your vehicle for that terrain, and, and you know how to set the okay. tires up, you know all that sort of stuff. So uh, it was a little bit new to me. I figured it out really quickly. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I wish I could have done. Um, I really wish that I would have had my Jeep there. <laughs> it yeah. was been a blast, uh, but nonetheless, I got a chance to drive uh, two different vehicles. Uh, I got a chance to drive. Um, uh, a rather built-up Jeep on uh, on 40s. That was a uh, uh, well. I'm pretty sure that ruined me. Uh, but <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, had, had a good time. We'll talk more about uh, about my experience with the uh, with the park as a whole and uh, and with the other people a little bit later in the show. Or you caught me shopping on Amazon. That's not what we do when we're on the show. I'm getting the sway bar disconnects. For uh, what? More beaver nuggets. <laughs> unfortunately, He's got eight bags there. Un unfortunately, they won't take beaver nuggets as payment. Okay, here we go. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show has been my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. Been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. So I want to thank everybody that's uh, sending in the self-adjust st stomped, stamped, stomped envelopes to uh, receive your Jeep Talk Show stickers. We actually gave out quite a few stickers. Uh, Andrew was uh, put under uh, control, sticker control at the driver's meeting, and he was going Dude, around. Dude, that guy rocked. <laughs> no, seriously, oh, Andrew. We 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 started. Uh, uh, you know, here, yeah, uh, give somebody some stickers. This kid went above and beyond. I say, kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, he went above and beyond. He was shoving them in everybody's face. Here's how you do it. No, these aren't stickers. They're they're clingies. You got to wash your window for it. He was giving people instructions. He was talking oh, to people, talking it. them up. Oh, we got a Toyota. Everybody got a bunch stickers, of stickers. No, seriously. He even convinced a guy with a Toyota to put a Jeep's Talk Show <laughs> sticker on on the back of the window. It was awesome. Yes, so I Andrew love gets it. a big fat <laughs> shout out from us here at the Jeep Talk Show. You rock, buddy. Thank you for going above and beyond. Uh, you really really helped us out. So, so thanks again. So we got uh, several SAEs. <laughs> God, I'm having a hard time. I need beaver nuggets. SAEs. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Did you know they have there. spicy, bold, and spicy beaver nuggets? I did not. Now I'm, now I'm shopping. 
I did not. <laughs> Do they have flaming hot beaver nuggets? Because that well, might be only a, sort of, uh, they're only sort Do of they spicy. ship to California? That might require some penis yeah, contiguous United States. They even have yeah. cinnamon sweet beaver nuggets. <gasps> God, yes. dang it. I'm going to become <laughs> diabetic. I knew a dancer named uh, Cinnamon Sweet Beaver Nuggets. Uh, so anyway, uh, we would love to have you uh, send in your uh, your request for uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show stickers. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and see how you can uh, send us an email and uh, get where to send that S-A-S-E uh, to us. And if you don't know what that means, that means you put a stamp in your address on an envelope and mail that to us. All we have to do is inside uh, of an put, envelope. Yeah, yeah. Put, the, put the sticker in there and you get it back. And uh, of course, while you're there, you can uh, uh, purchase some uh, uh, Rat Bastard toe tags. And uh, if you uh, want some Rat Bastard stickers uh, while they last, you can uh, actually uh, request that uh, when you're uh, sitting in your sticker request. But make sure you put a note in there. Otherwise, you'll just get some uh, Jeep Talk Show stickers. And maybe one beaver nugget, if you're lucky. Ooh. <laughs> just one. Powder. It's just a bunch of powder in the bottom of an envelope. What little, could possibly go wrong? Go a little straw, shipping, you know, snort it. <laughs> after shipping in the U.S. mail, here we go. <laughs> no, 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 it's beaver nugget, I promise. It says stomped, self-addressed stomped envelope. That's how you're going to give it back. You stepped on it. That would be good. Smashed. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I'd like to welcome Wendy back from her motorcycle ride across the country. Now, I've always liked motorcycles. When I was a kid, I saw a guy ride a bike on one tire. Yeah, I thought that was wheelie cool. Yeah, whenever I say a motorcycle joke, it feels like I really triumph. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you when I was a kid, I had a rare disease that required me to eat dirt three times a day. Yeah, at least that's what my brother told me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. That's who we need at the campfire. Uh, Oh, we could we could roast him at the campfire. Get it? it? (laughs) But that's not why I'm calling. (laughs) That's not why I'm calling. (laughs) (laughs) The Jeep Talk Show has a huge back catalog of great episodes. In episode 76, we interviewed a jeeper that was chased by a black helicopter. When we were coon hunting, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning, and, and everything was pretty, pretty dead. We got on this road, and we just started hauling butt, trying to make it to our dogs. As we're driving along on this road, and our buddy in the back, he says, there's a helicopter chasing us. Well, there was a helicopter up there, but I shrugged it off. I said, it's not chasing us. He's just <laughs> flying around. This thing was treetop level, maybe 300 feet behind us. I mean, it was obviously chasing at at this point. You know, we don't know if maybe we weren't supposed to be in there after all. You know, are we in in some serious trouble? What do these guys want? And and my brother's got scared and and he floored it. He's going to try to outrun this UA-60 Blackhawk helicopter, which is not going to happen. Head over to JeepTalkShow.com and listen to episode 76 to hear the final outcome. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. This is one of those items that I wish I would have picked up uh, either you know, at the airport or maybe at a store or something while I was there in Texas. I really could have used one of these. Holy <laughs> cow. Uh, what I'm talking about is what's called the Cool Rag Extreme Cooling Towel. 
It's made of a hyper-evaporative PVA material. This unique cooling system uses moisture from the towel to draw the heat away from your skin to keep you cool. It's made up of a high-quality polyvinyl acetate material. Uh, this provides a comfortable, silky feel, and it's very skin-friendly, extremely absorbent, and chemical-free. Uh, to use it, you simply soak the cooling towel in water, wring it out, wring out the excess water, that is, shake it a few times, and use it for an instant chilling effect for hours. The manufacturer also offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you are unsatisfied with the product for any reason at all, they will do whatever it takes to make it right. And for $9.99 for a uh, 27 by 17 inch towel uh, that uh, can soak up all the sweat you want and uh, will keep you cool for well, at least part of the afternoon, uh, I'd say that's a win-win. Uh, keep a couple of these in your cooler with some waters. You'll be set all day long. I like it. I think we need to get them for our motorcycle because... You know, there's no air conditioning on the bike, except how fast you Yeah, go. right? Yeah, you just, uh, and, and really, uh, from what I understand, these things soak up sweat like a, like a chamois. Uh, you yeah. bring it out, uh, if it gets a little too full, uh, give it a little shaky-shaky, and it's, you know, several degrees cooler uh, than wow. anything. I mean, it's like putting an ice rag on your skin, from what I understand. So, and it's I such saw a, a great people, price. Yeah, I mean, 10 bucks. I mean, come on. So, I mean, if, if yeah. you're ordering something else on Amazon, throw one of these things in there, too. Uh, probably yeah. get yourself some free shipping out of the, out of the whole While deal or something like that. While you're in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe get a couple of them uh, or so. This is the original. Uh, the company who makes this has been around for decades. They've sold tens of thousands of these things, uh, if not more. Uh, and, and so, and with 100% uh, satisfaction guarantee, even if you don't like it, they'll, they'll make it right uh, one way or another. So, you, can't, you really can't go wrong. Uh, I just, I've seriously, uh, when I was down in Texas, it was way too humid for me. I'm up here in the Northwest. Yeah, it rains a lot up here. Uh, sure, we have some muggy summers occasionally, but it, I was not prepared for that level of humidity. And I, I probably lost a good wow. 10 pounds of water weight that whole trip. I made wow. it up after eating these beaver nuggets, though. I tell you what. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, I, if you're if you're going to be wheeling um, uh, in a, an environment where it's hot, uh, you're going to be uh, there's a good chance where you're going to be out of the jeep doing recovery or anything like that. Uh, if you're like me, you're just a sweaty guy by nature. Uh, you're going to need one of these. Well, now that you must have a sweat soaking, super cooling towel for your next off road adventure, we'll make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode five sixteen. Has anybody seen my cool rag? I thought I left it over here. Or <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> no, we've got a great group of people around the campfire side chat tonight, and uh, several I think that I've seen uh, here at the uh, Texas uh, at the Texas off road event that we had just recently. Uh, so, uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. If you're new to the show, uh, this is the part of the show where we invite you, the listener, to pull up around the campfire and uh, virtually, as as it were. Uh, and uh, and crack wise and share your opinion about whatever it is that we're going to be talking about. Sometimes it's an open discussion about one thing or another. Uh, sometimes I'm looking for a specific answer about an event or I mean about a topic rather. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit of an a debate and, and things like that. It's always new. It's always different. Uh, and we're doing it each and every uh, well every other episode as it were. Uh, and so this week we're going to be talking just an open discussion about the Jeep Talk Show Texas event that was uh, held at Hidden Falls Adventure Park there in Mar uh, just outside of Marble Falls, Texas. Uh, September 18th of 2021. A bunch of great people. Got a chance to meet some people who I've seen in the Zoom room. Uh, some people who I've been wanting to meet for a long time. Uh, got a uh, chance to meet Tony for the first time ever. Been doing this for Amazing. like 11 years now or something. And uh, 
And for the first time ever, I mean, I've seen this guy's face for, for over a decade on a weekly basis. We talk on an almost daily basis, uh, but we've never seen each other in person. Uh, picked me up from the airport and it was like, hey, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty good. Oh, it worked right, out really go. well, too. I didn't even, just, to, I mean, just I didn't even get right all the way the, into the airport. He ran out. So it was. Oh, uh, how nice. Yeah, I just pulled oh, in and uh, there was a line and uh, here comes this, this wild guy waving his arms. Here I come. <laughs> I said, man, I hope that's Josh. Yeah. So yeah, I hopped over the roof of one other car. Uh, police were chasing me. We got right into in, right into the little Starsky and Hutch slides across the away, hood. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I th- Josh, I think we should call on everybody that wasn't at the event, like uh, Travis, Christopher, uh, Greg, all, uh, Mudman eighty four, uh, Steve-O yeah, especially. I want to I want to talk with people <laughs> and see if they're if they're uh, you know if they w- would have made it if they could. Um, especially and, and Travis after was, hearing about it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and, well yeah, probably four hour discussion on it the other night. Uh, so yeah, this is probably going to be an old hat for some of you guys uh, since I wasn't in the Zoom room uh, on uh, for that discussion uh, this last Tuesday. But uh, hopefully that content is out there for you guys to check out if you're uh, new to the show. You want to hear how it all went and. Hear a little bit of a different perspective and a slightly different discussion about the same thing. Uh, but Travis, um, and thank you for calling in, by the way, and sharing a voicemail with us uh, uh, about that Zoom meeting uh, that went so long. Uh, were you interested in going to the to the Texas event at all? I mean, uh, if it was in the cards, would you have tried to make it? 100%. Um, yeah, I, I truly wanted to go. Just starting the new job, was unable to. Uh, had a large event here in North Carolina that worked out and I was able to do it, but I would have rather, again, I've been part of the show now since I think 2017. Um, and I've just enjoyed it thoroughly. It never gets old. It's something new. And I'm always learning now with the zoom meeting. I'm learning from all these guys been listening quite a bit, not doing as much drinking. I haven't had as much to say, but I would have loved to have been down there to get the feedback in person to meet everyone and to also go willing with everybody. I think that would have been a blast. And I look forward to doing it at one of the events that comes together. Yeah, it won't be the last one, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, now uh, we're trying to, uh, at least ostensibly, put one together for the coming months. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but definitely next year uh, down in uh, Wendy's neck of the woods, which means there's a good chance I'll be able to drive down there uh, since she and I are only a state away from each other. Uh, exactly. So it makes it, it's going to make it a lot easier, not that it's going to be a, a short drive or anything, but not, it's not going to be the last of the Jeep Talk Show events, uh, just not going to be happening, you know, every other month type of a thing. Uh, and then who knows, we're probably maybe going to have one, uh, maybe do, we can do a snow event up in my air, neck of the woods or something like that, Ooh, get some guys out for some cool. snow wheeling. That would be pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, Travis, wish you could have made it. I know it would have been a blast if you were there, you would have had a great time. Oh, yeah. Uh I mean, really, with we all would have the had a great time. There, yeah. <laughs> we had a yes, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, it was, it was a good time had by all. Uh, all right, I want to pick another uh, name here, somebody who wasn't there, um, and uh, let's go with uh, I think Jared uh, was Jared. I don't think we had a Jared there. Jared, uh, would you have gone to the Texas event uh, now that you know all, all, a little bit more about it, uh, uh, w- or maybe the next Jeep Talk Show event? Would you try and make it? I would love to come to one of them. I think if you do something out in Wendy's neighborhood, that would be a ton of fun for me to come over. It's quite a drive from Utah, but I would love to be able to come and make it to one of those events. That would be a blast. 
Very well, good. if you're in Utah, you know, one, one of the goals for the Jeep Talk Show for, geez, I think it's Inception, has been to for us to be at uh, at, at the Easter Jeep Safari uh, for one of these years uh, that's in there at, at, you know, Moab, Utah. Uh, and so there's a chance, at least in the near future, and I'm saying in the next couple few years at least, uh, that uh, the Jeep Talk Show is going to be in Utah for, uh, well, one of the biggest Jeep events on the planet, the Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, so yep. whether or not we can make that happen and what the logistics are going to look like, uh, what, you know, how that will all be organized and stuff, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's always been a dream of us to be involved with the show, with the, with the Easter Jeep Safari uh, in, in one fashion or another. So whether or not uh, that comes to fruition, uh, we shall see. But if it does, uh, well, Jared, I would uh, absolutely love to shake your hand and wheel a trail with you. So, uh, yeah, that would be a, that would be a blast. And I could take a group of people on a fun, you know, trip through the desert, through some beautiful places like the San Rafael Swell and stuff on our way down to Moab. That would be awesome. Really Very cool. cool. So, so Jimmy, let me just jump in here real quick. I know that you had some grievances, uh, with Josh that you didn't want to bring up about some damage, uh, to what? your vehicle while he was, uh, while he was driving it. Did you want to mention that now? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I understand that. It's too well built to be damaged. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, he doesn't. He obviously doesn't want to mention it, but I wanted to lay the groundwork in case he wanted to come out. You know, Josh. It's just. I don't know what you're talking about, Tony. Forty twos. He wants forty two inch tires now. You were in the what? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I think you yeah. tore up my tires too much on that that obstacle you did, Josh. You have to replace them with forty twos for me. See, now he's working with uh, me. <laughs> Well, it'll, it'll just be the one at least. I, I did have a little bit of tire spin on that uh, on that. So for a second, I think I got maybe two or three uh, revolutions out of that. Uh, yeah. So I'll at least uh, I'll at least give you the one wheelie peely uh, uh, replacement. So uh, on on Tuesday night, Jimmy said, uh, Josh said, "Where are the lockers?" And Jimmy says, "You don't need lockers. You probably don't need four wheel drive." <laughs> but yeah, he, he pulled up the obstacle and he kind of like just walked up to it real slightly and and he spun the tires a little bit. And he was like, "Where are the lockers?" I'm like, "You don't need lockers." It's called a bump, <laughs> but that's yeah, the Northwest thinking because everything. I'm not so used slick. to having, yeah, a tire that that you know is so tall that you can just pretty much roll over anything. Uh, exactly. Just give it a little bit of momentum, you know. And I just know. walked up this this waterfall. It's like a four foot cliff on it. It was, it was yeah, great. and it's nothing. It's forties. It's crazy. So, so for the folks yeah. that were out there with us at the event, what was your most interesting Josh story? <laughs> Diving out of the way of the YJs and like shooting backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Guy, uh, Guy, and that's his name, Guy. Yep. Uh, he was driving a, a, a little YJ out there on 31s, 32s, maybe. Uh, open, open. Uh, rallied that little Jeep. That guy had brass cojones. Uh, and there was one point in time where we were, we were at a pretty good obstacle. Uh, and there was a couple jeeps that were at the end of the pack that that were going to have a hard time making it up. But we had some we had some good spotters with us. Uh, I was down at the lower end of it, uh, and I can't remember her name that was up at the top that was helping people with the uh, the, the the bigger bigger ledge. Uh, Lacey was that yeah, it? Lacey. Okay, mm -hmm. so she was she was a, a, an amazing spotter. Um, did a really good job uh, directing people the the whole weekend. Uh, so hats off to her uh, for for doing what she was doing. Uh, but I was down below and and getting people up over the first ledge, and and guy came up when and he came up a different line than everybody else, 
and he had a you know a couple few tries to get at it. Um, ended up having to stack a couple of rocks, unfortunately, to get him to get him up onto the next section. Uh, but he came up, uh, and when Jimmy says get, give it a little bit of a bump, this guy took that to the extreme. Oh no! His Jeep literally jumped, jumped oh. over. I mean, the, the back tires were at ride height and cleared this like foot oh. and a half shelf that he was Oops. trying to get up and over. It was amazing. He he uh, drove it in from Houston, which is about a three and a half hour drive, and he drove it home to Houston, Wendy. Wow! After beating the snot out of and, it all and, weekend and long, flopping it. Even this is the one that even flopped. flopping it once. Yeah. Oh, he's and, the one that flopped. Yes. Okay. And it was, pictures. I mean, I mean, come on. The guy, he was going, doing a mile and a half an hour and just kind of got sure. a little too off camber and just yeah. it, went to one side. So then that was it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, it, it, this guy was awesome. So <laughs> he got up to the next stage of that obstacle and, and trying to get it going and trying to get it going. And he, he was in a manual, I believe. And I think it popped out of gear or something. And that Jeep came rolling down the hill at like 40 miles an hour. And I had second, I mean, a second and a half to get my ass out of the way. And I went flying back behind this tree, just jumped out of the way. And, uh, and that Jeep came down right where I was. And it was just like, okay, good thing I was paying attention. Yeah. You come jumping out from behind that tree. It's like, you couldn't see you at first. And all of a sudden like, oh, there's Jack. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) <laughs> wow no but we got we got guy up and uh and got andrew up as well uh and and both both got andrew up first uh with a with the his lj and uh and then uh he's definitely on 31s yeah uh but he's he's locked up and armored up and he's got a winch and stuff which we almost had to put into action on that obstacle uh but now uh you know between Lacey and me and, and everybody else getting uh getting guy up that hill it it Really worked out well, and it was a pretty substantially difficult obstacle for the smaller Jeeps. Uh, some, some creative spotting and uh, some good driving, and everybody made it through. That's why we need to pay Guy to come out and have a trailer just in case he trashes that, that YJ. It's, <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, all, everything he had he does. a blast. Yeah, yeah. He had a blast. Oh, he was. He he was that's time. so cool. It did not bother him flopping that Jeep not overall. one bit. When I asked, no, him, I when I asked him what the no, damage I mean, was, he showed me his elbow and his, uh, his fingernail that had broken. And I said, what yeah, about the he Jeep? Went up the ver- he went up that very first shelf up on, uh, was it North Pole? And all you see is, you hear this thing going to town, all the dust flying everywhere. When the dust clears, you see him get over the obstacle and uh, make the turn. In a four-cylinder. Wow. With a four-cylinder. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was a four-banger, yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, even more bonus points. They, have, they ever put in the XJ, the, the YJ2. Yep. Kudos yeah, but, to yeah, I, no- I noticed. I noticed when I took a picture of the undercarriage after the after the flop, he had a cherry bomb on it. So that yes. makes a difference. Yes. The cherry bomb. I saw that too. <laughs> right on. Right That's on. back all the way. <laughs> oh, and, and big well, thanks to Chris for taking so many pictures. Oh, awesome. oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, pictures are awesome, Chris. Like the one right behind me. Yeah, that was that's a Chris special. Oh. Love it. Yeah, I got some good, got yeah. some good flex shots, uh, some good uh, middle of the obstacle type of shots. Got a good, uh, really some good pics of uh, just about everybody that was out there. Uh, one other person that was not out there was Steve-O. Steve-O, uh, why didn't you make it? 19-hour 19, 19 <laughs> drive one way just wasn't in the cards for me, unfortunately. Uh, There's I, a plane. I Steve, I got on a plane. It's 21 hours for me. Get on a plane. <laughs> but then you don't have your Jeep to drive. I want no, my no. Jeep to drive. So, so do exactly. I, but I mean, the ga- gas would have been more than my flight costs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
but yeah, I want my Jeep. <laughs> oh no, I so. understand. That's uh, that would be the exact same way. I wanted my Jeep when I was out at uh, Big Bear, but it was definitely worth going. Because I was tailgating, Chris kept popping in uh, our Jeep in the, at the at the end. We were sitting on the campfire that night, and he was talking, and it was like, I kind of wish I had my Jeep. I'm like, you know, you could just have to drive mine in Silver Dots. And he was like, what? <laughs> you know, I did get some wheeling yeah. that weekend, so I can't complain too much. But if they had place to rent down there, maybe I would go. But it's yeah, fly down there. That's the only way. I, it's realistic for me. Yeah, to be it's a shame here in Chicago. Yeah, it's a shame. That's the case. Good to drive. Yeah, that Larry. Is, Larry yeah, drove is, down. That was uh, great to have uh, have Larry come out there. I'd met Larry oh, once before. I, Larry and Jerry, for that matter, uh, yep. both guys driving uh, driving so far. Uh, I've got to give those guys a special award for the mileage those guys put on. But uh, but no, hey, I mean Steve. Really uh, to be me. honest, you know Steve. To be honest, this was my second time um, being on a you know being at, a, at an off road uh, event of some kind or another without my own Jeep and, and being a state away or more. Uh, and and although that had it to be sucks, weird, it, it does suck to a certain extent. You know, because the entire time you're thinking of yourself, now, how would I drive this, you know, trail with if I was in my own Jeep? Or, you know, what line would I take if I had my Jeep? That's always in the back of your head. Even when I was driving somebody else's rig, (laughs) I was still thinking to myself, now, what line would I take if I had my Jeep? You know, Uh so, uh, you know, that's always going through your head. It's not not going to go through your head. Um, But, you know, you're having a lot of fun regardless. Uh, There's so many good people and uh, and the terrain is great. uh, the scenery is awesome, uh, and so it makes up for it. Uh, not having your rig there, and, and, and so you know, and, and really, it gives you something else to look forward to the next time. It kind of gives you a reason to go back. Say maybe one of these days I can have my rig there. Now, yeah, yeah. obviously, you know, from Chicago to Texas, uh, that's you know, driving from one side of the United States to the other, wheeling your rig and then trying to drive it back. Uh, that's well, kind of trip. I, it, it, I, I have a great suggestion. Cold. Everybody who's farther distance, because if we do something here on the West Coast, you guys should rent a car hauler, put all your Jeeps on it, <laughs> and then drive out together. You guys can not have to worry about driving the Jeep. You just pay for the transportation. Yeah, I think that's another worry, too, is if, you, if something happened, and yeah. then how do I get it home, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I uh, get the biggest U-Haul you can those, find. Uh, a couple guys to go in on it, and uh, you can fit two or yeah. three jeeps in the back of those things, right? You know. Yeah, right, no all those problem. parts are brand new, and they get wrecked. No, I, I can tell you from personal experience, having to move a, a a broken car many years ago, U-Haul will only allow a twenty-four foot and their car trailer to go one way. So we could get one. We could get at least one jeep right. in the twenty-four footer, and oh, get another yeah, jeep daddy. on the trailer. Oh. Well, hey, I got a I got a CDL from trying to figure out how to drive a super CRV. So the good so, one. So what you're saying is you drive from Texas up to Chicago, grab the Jeeps, and drive back down to Texas. We get one of those like Peterbilt's, like the Class A's, right? Where they got the yes. Like, I think that's what Wendy was talking about, right? Yeah, we get yeah the, like, exactly. All all eight Jeeps or whatever on there, and well, let's just hold yes. up. That that would be funny. Yeah. God, you imagine. Fuel, the fuel on, for we, that. For we that need a big dark. Jeep talk show flag on the side, you know, <laughs> driving down the highway. Jeep talk show event. Yeah, I'd or, like to get back bust. up there and, 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 and do that John Bull trail with my rig. So that'd, that'd yes, be fun. Yeah, it's That's right. beautiful too. Now, another uh, another Jeeper that was not at the uh, Texas no. event at Hidden Falls this uh, last weekend there. was Christopher. Uh, Christopher. Yeah. Bull trail with my rig. So. Oh, my God. 
Another Jeeper that wasn't around uh, for the Texas event was Christopher. Christopher, uh, you know, I know the circumstances were, uh, n- you know, not quite perfect for you, but uh, was there a chance maybe next time uh, that you'd get up to a Jeep Talk Show event? If there is a chance, are you going to be able to make one out uh, possibly on the West Coast? Uh, definitely if there's one in Texas, because that's really only a seven and a half hour drive. But So uh, where was that last weekend, pal? Beth Wobble. <laughs> Beth Wobble. We've, we've, oh. We found out on the roundtable discussion it was the yeah. dreaded death wobble. I got death that. wobble about a week and a half before the the show or the the meetup, and oh. I didn't have the money to buy the bushings until the weekend of. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good thing you weren't on your way when the death yeah. wobble occurred, so right. you were very yeah. lucky. Absolutely. Well, so, lucky uh, real quick, it sounds it sounds like you know what's causing the death wobble. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, track bar bushings. Oh, uh, yeah, Almost that's always the worst. The track bar. Yeah. Yeah. Always Almost do the always. track bar bushings first. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they're polyurethane now. So I was going to ask if you went poly, did at least a little bit of an upgrade uh, while you were in there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, if, if there's any other Texas ones, I'll be there. Um, if the, As long as it's on weekends, I don't have kids. And then if the Colorado one or something like that, more a little further uh if i can make it i'll make it now i haven't mentioned this but i'm I'm mulling around november at hidden falls again because it's not it's not a big deal for me just to drive up to hidden falls from here it doesn't cost that much uh to do and i can and it's close enough for me to stay there for the day so i don't even have to uh, rent a cabin or anything so kind of came to thinking about november so you guys be thinking about that listeners out there you be thinking about it uh, I don't have a date in mind, but uh, uh, oh, maybe it should be on Thanksgiving. That'd be a good time, right? We get away from the family. <laughs> yeah, that'll go really well. <laughs> Might actually be in Texas so I th- then. I think uh, Greg was also another Jeeper here with us tonight who uh, didn't get a chance to make it out to Hidden Falls for the uh, Jeep Talk Show event. Greg, uh, why couldn't you make it? <laughs> <laughs> my um, my son plays high school football on friday nights and uh yeah i just i just didn't want to miss that only got a couple years of that left and so as long as it's not during a during the fall you know i might be able to i would definitely consider getting out there i I absolutely would love to have an opportunity to meet with you guys and go wheeling and uh sit around the campfire and tell stories and crack wise Oh, it was it was a good time, Greg. And uh, well, like we like, like we've been saying, uh, and as you know, this isn't going to be the last of the events. Uh, we are we are going to have uh, more in the future. And, and well, I mean, the Jeep Talk Show has been going for ten years, so I'm sure we'll be going for another ten years after this. And uh, well, the kids only got a couple more years of school, so we'll see you in the future for sure. Sorry to have uh, missed you this time, Greg. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right, Absolutely. I want to hear from a few of the guys that uh, that were at the event. Uh, anybody want to talk about some favorites, uh, something that maybe uh, exceeded your expectations, or uh, is, what's the big thing that you took away from this whole event? Let's start with uh, let's start with Chris up at the top of the list. Chris with SevenSlats.com. Uh, Chris uh, helps us out with the show notes behind the scenes. Uh, was there, flew in from the uh, the event uh, on his own dime, uh, and uh, even brought his uh, brought an amazing camera to take a bunch of amazing pics. So once again, thanks for that, Chris. Uh, but what what was the big takeaway from this event for you? Just the uh, the rocks. Uh, I thought I'd seen some rocks in Michigan. 
in rock ledges. I was just in process. I, my perception of taxes and then obviously not from any off-roading until the oh. weekend was, was very, was very flat. And, uh, I was impressed with the, uh, with the rocks and the terrain. Yeah, me too. It was a, a different kind of uh, substrate than I've really ever seen before. I had a chance to wheel on and, uh, and it was a different animal that I've, I've certainly been used to really different creature than anything up here in the Northwest. Uh, you don't find rock formations at all like that out, out here in Oregon. Uh, we have some shelves here and there, uh, certainly not like that, and certainly not to the extent uh, that I saw just at Hidden Falls, uh, and let alone the, the kind of rock that's out there. You know, our rocks are, are much rounder, much harder, much slicker, and usually covered in, in clay. Not fun, <laughs> but very, very technical. Uh, Andrew, uh, with us tonight, Andrew, uh, was, uh, was the guy who was handing out a bunch of stickers for us and stuff. Uh, I got a chance to ride with Andrew a, a couple few times as well. Uh, and I went through a couple trails. Andrew, uh, what was, uh, what was your big takeaway from the, from that weekend? Well, it was a lot of fun. It was great meeting everyone. And my takeaway was that we managed to tag a Toyota with some deep talk show stickers and right side of his Toyota. <laughs> yes. And uh, at the end of the day, we hit some uh, trails that, to be honest, I didn't think I'd make it up. And uh, Lacey and Jimmy and and Josh Which and everyone Which... encouraged me to FM Trio. I didn't think I was going to make it up it. I was about to turn around and head back to camp, but a little bit of peer pressure and encouragement <laughs> got me up the trail. Well, it's some good spotting, and, and it helps to have uh, have the right equipment. You're locked up. You know what you're doing. Uh, exactly. I, you know, you had some good degree of confidence behind you. You didn't need a whole lot of spotting from what I saw, uh, at least, you know, on, on the trails that, that I was with and I was outside of the Jeep watching uh, watching it go up stuff. Uh, you're a cable wheeler, man. So uh, hats off to you. You did a great job this this last weekend. And, and I think that uh, you're off to a great start with your Jeep. I know you've got some plans uh, for it in the future and, uh, and all that. And uh, the best of luck to you with everything on that, man. Can't wait to wheel with you again, Andrew. You did an awesome job this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, John, uh, I got a bone to pick with you, pal, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Now, I I didn't get a chance to ride with John, uh, wheeled with him, uh, or uh, had a chance to uh, do some uh, spotting and some interesting recovery on a trail that uh, that he and I were both on. There was a a black diesel gladiator that was out with us. Uh, Randy was behind the wheel, I believe, (laughs) and we had a hell of a a time uh, getting him up, uh, getting him up one of obstacle. just kept sliding back towards this tree. We did everything we could to keep him off of that tree. Uh, John was out there uh, helping us out with some spotting on on the the blind side of the truck that I couldn't see. Uh, we had a bunch of people that were all in action on that, but we finally got Randy up and and got him through the obstacle, and and he had a blast getting through all of that. The first time he's ever had to be uh uh you know not necessarily recovered, but had a winch line pulled on him a couple different ways and stuff. Uh, uh, probably a r- real big learning experience for him. But John uh, and I had a chance. Uh, we're both cigar smokers. We're both, uh, we both enjoy cigars, as does uh, a couple other guys who were around the campfire tonight. Uh, John had uh, brought me a couple of cigars to, uh, to share, share with me. I brought him some cigars exclusive to Oregon, uh, made from a guy who was on the was it TLC or a Learning cha- uh, History Channel. It's a show called Gold Rush. The guy who won the whole thing is here in Oregon, and uh, he now makes cigars. I got a chance to grab a few of them, uh, exclusive, again, only here to Oregon, to some guys down in Texas and uh, around the States, uh, and share those with them. Now, I hope you enjoyed those cigars, but John, one of the cigars you gave me was absolute garbage. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> what was that? But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you'll have to you'll have to remind me which were the two cigars that that you gave me because uh, one of them you I still a, haven't had. You had a My Father Le Bajou that was the torpedo, and then you had a Liga Pravada Ascario. That was okay. It was the Liga Pravada. It was the Pravada that <laughs> I smoked first, and it, and it would not it would not stay lit. And when it <laughs> did light, and when it was lit, it, it burnt unevenly. And, uh, and so I don't know if it was just a bad roll. Uh, I understand that, you know, cigars, uh, they're not exactly the same, every one out of every box. Uh, but for that one, it, it just did not check all the boxes, man. So uh, it was uh, not, not a very good cigar. I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, the fact that you came out to the event, for one, the fact that you gave me a cigar, too, was awesome. Uh, you gave me two cigars. Uh, was awesome. Uh, so thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for sharing, for coming out to the event. Uh, for all of that, uh, I, I, I wish that it was a little bit different of a story with the, with the cigar, but uh, nonetheless, I hope that you got a chance to enjoy one of the cigars that I gave you. Oh, they were both garbage, weren't they? Well, I'm not going to take that road. They were really good. They performed really well. They didn't canoe. They did a really good job. And the Liga that, that you had, I actually had one. My favorite time of the whole event is, and no offense to him, was an event. The wheeling was awesome. Everybody hanging out. But picking Chris up at the airport and then Chris and I went to my local brewery that we always go to and had a good time, um, you know, drinking some beers, smoking some cigars. I actually had the same league I gave you and it performed perfectly. So maybe it's just a problem of, uh, you know, being able to know how to smoke it. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. There it yeah. is. But uh, I will I say the, the Oregon cigars you brought, I, I they they performed great. I liked them a lot, and they lit easily. They smoked really well. So bravo on those. I, I really liked them. They were really they were awesome. really good. Both of them are already you. gone. So if that says oh wow, good. very um, good. But so were like several others. So I smoked several cigars <laughs> a day. So, uh, so John, uh, really John, I got a question for, for you. Now you said you would be able to pick up Chris uh, about one o'clock whenever you were. Uh, I don't know, going to lunch or whatever, and, and this is like every Friday, you head over to the brewery about one? Well, about Is this about a full-time job that over, you're working? Normally oh, about 2.30. So during the week, so so all during the week, I work till about 8 or 9 o'clock most of the time, right? Ah. So my, my boss doesn't give me crap about taking off a little bit early on a Friday afternoon uh, to yeah. go hit the brewery because that's, that's what we do. It but, sounded like that was a thing that you guys do. So, yeah, I was Friday, wondering about yeah. that. Every no, John, I've got a similar, exp I got a similar experience. Uh, Chris and I got a chance to hang out for, for several hours uh, after we got dropped off at the airport uh, heading home. Uh, now, obviously, we were on different flights, heading to different parts of the United States, but we got a chance to hang out for, for several hours uh, just chatting and, uh, and drinking beer and stuff like that. I wish that I would have had a chance to, to kick it with you guys on a more personal level, smoking a cigar, having a couple of beers. Uh, and stuff like that. I, I wish this event was another two or three days longer uh, because I just did not have enough time to socialize with everybody that was there in the way that I wanted to. Uh, but got a chance to spend some good time with Chris. Uh, got a chance to spend some good time with Don uh, and Andrew as well. A couple other guys uh, I got a chance to spend a little bit of time with, but uh, had, a, had a great time. I hope you guys did too. Uh, now I want to hear from, um, from Larry as well. Larry, what was your, your favorite moment or your big takeaway from this whole event? Well, I think that it was... Uh Obviously, it was a good event to meet everybody, but, you know, one thing nice about that park was that it was a little bit of something for everybody because we had wheelers there from 
the whole spectrum. You know, Jim with his yeah. Jeep, it's very well built to the little YJ with, you know, we had everything in between in that park. It was a, all the obstacles. There was some harder lines. There was some easy lines, you know, and we had some great spotters there. So it, it was really good event, and it was a good. It was a good park, especially for for stock rigs. It was good for everybody. Is is what you're saying? Yeah. Right. right. Well, I mean, look there. There was some buggies that showed up there. There was a couple of truggies that were in the Absolutely. parking lot. So I, they, I mean, they had some terrain for for the big guys as well. Um, yeah, I would say the the park is definitely structured more for the beginner to moderate or or you know uh um uh, you know medium-sized built jeep if you will uh, i i think you know anybody who's on 31s to 33s are going to have a great time out there it's very technical very challenging uh you get up into the 37s 38s 40s uh things become a little bit easier uh and it doesn't appear that as if there's as much of um uh, of a hard you know hard line to pick uh when you're in that level of a jeep uh, come out here. I'll show you a time that's going to be very I think, if, very I think if you're in a gladiator, though, you need thing, a little Josh. bit of lift on it. Well, yeah, you've got really. a longer wheelbase. You definitely need a little lift on a gladiator out there. There are yeah, plenty of that calls that I don't, I don't take my Jeep on. Yeah, um, it, just because it, it, that, that there are trails that are, that are more, that are buggy only, that I wouldn't dare go on. We, we we just stayed away from those when we went on there, right? We yeah. didn't hit Stonehenge. Oh yeah, no, I saw a couple on the on the yeah. description as far as you know, uh, definitely level five and and all that. That was the other thing that was a little bit harder for me to get used to was the uh, the trail classification, uh, a much much different system than what we use up here in the Northwest. So uh, learning and and what how those work and and uh, and what they mean exactly and and we yeah. were on one trail that I think was a two, but we went on it on a different direction. And it's it's uh, rated a two one way, but you go on it the other way, and it turns into a four or five or something like that. So, wow. uh, you know, very very interesting uh, as stuff. And a lot of that has to do again with the shelves, uh, the rock formations there, the way that they're set up. It, it changes the trail uh, depending on which way you're going on it. Uh, versus up here, uh, and and I, I imagine it's probably a little bit similar to uh, to some of the trails there in Big Bear, Wendy. Um, the trail is rated pretty much the same regardless of whether you're going up or down it. Uh, so Correct. that was a, it was kind of a different change for me as well, uh, mm. getting used to the the way the trail rating is up there. All right, one last name, Jimmy. I'm sorry, go go ahead, John. No, was it Larry? I was going to say there's quite a few amenities at that park too. So you show up like you guys had the bunkhouse and everything. So you, not only do you have good wheeling, but you had all the amenities there as well. And I've got, on that point, I've got to apologize right here and right now to Tony for making him go and buy a microwave because I was worried about having coffee. Uh, come to find out <laughs> the first day, I didn't even drink coffee. The second day we were there, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was like, oh yeah, you want me to go get you a coffee? Oh, that'd be great. Now there's a coffee shop right next door, you know, it's some uh, it's a little food cart <laughs> type thing or something like that. So, we, and we I was didn't hardly Tony eat. To we didn't hardly no, eat we the, 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 when we were no, there. I, I think we ate like a third of the food that Tony brought. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it was. I, I did get. I did get down with about five of those breakfast tacos, though. So uh, those oh. those were pretty good. Uh, but uh, no, I didn't get a chance to eat as many of those as I wanted and, and stuff. I was I was way too preoccupied with just you know socializing and stuff. It was it was really good to be around that many people for the first time in, in a couple of years almost. So uh, yeah, I, was, I had a good time. But uh, uh, no, all yeah, right, uh, Jimmy. Oh wait, no! I gotta apologize for Tony. Yeah, making buy that microwave, Tony. I hope you, uh, I hope you returned to that microwave. I thought you were gonna buy like a twenty or thirty dollar one from 
uh, you know, Goodwill or Salvation Army, you know, something like that. Uh, Tony shows up with a brand spanking new, like, 1,100-watt microwave in a box. Oh, and I'm, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> but, uh, dude, talk about going above and beyond. Uh, yeah, no, Tony came really, really well prepared. Uh, so thanks for that. But, uh, all Josh, right, one did, last guy. Josh, did you bring your right. pillow? No, Tony brought a pillow for me. He <laughs> <laughs> ended up bringing a couple of pillows. I cradled, uh, I cradled Josh right on my bosom. Oh, God. <laughs> Tony is a we great We talked spooner. about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the, the, the knife you got to watch out for. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like I told you, he's all about those flashlights. I couldn't tell if that was a flashlight at one point in time or not, but uh, something was... Uh, I, I scared the hell out of Josh. I was sitting in a chair trying to, trying to sleep oh, in the chair. Gosh. <laughs> and my my cell phone felt slid off my uh, off my leg and hit the floor, and it was dead no, 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 quiet no. in there. And it you it know. didn't just hit the floor; it like landed perfectly flat, you know, oh, no. as a phone will occasionally do. And it sounded like a gunshot went off inside <laughs> oh, of that thing. So I immediately popped up. And, like, and we had guns. And we had guns in the in the in the bunkhouse. Oh, yeah. So oh, you know, you never house know. Was well armed. Yeah. <laughs> Tactical mode. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, no Those joke. aren't pillows. No <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy, I want to hear what your takeaway from that event was, and uh, we're going to wrap this whole thing up. It's been a great time uh, talking to you guys all around the campfire. Uh, I'm sorry I missed the Tuesday event, and, uh, and sorry I didn't get a chance to uh, socialize with everybody as much as I'd like to on the event. But, uh, Jimmy, uh, give it to us. What was, uh, what was your favorite part of the whole thing? Favorite part of the whole thing was when you were driving my Jeep and you were talking to my son on the way down the mountain. Not when you went over the obstacle, when you were just BSing with my son while you drove, because my son's my co-pilot now, but my wife just sits in the back seat. So he just sat there and like was chatting with my son like for, I don't know, was it 15 minutes or so? That was probably my favorite part of the whole thing, because he listens to the show all on his own. He doesn't listen to it with me much. Well, uh, TJ is a cool kid, man, and uh, and he, uh, I was really kind of surprised because most kids around me <laughs> become very, very shy. I'm an, I'm an imposing dude, you know, with a goatee and stuff. I got a loud voice. I'm, I'm a big stature kind of guy, and and so I start talking and stuff, and kids kind of like, you know, shy away, and they kind of curl up, you know, that sort of stuff. TJ was, I mean, all about it, and was just giving back and forth, and we we're just conversating like, you know, we've been friends for, you know. However long Aww. he's been alive, so 12 years, That's whatever wonderful. it is. So, no, he's a really cool kid. You guys have done an awesome job there. Uh, and uh, and I can't wait to see what uh, what he does when he gets behind the wheel of a Jeep. <laughs> you can't wait. He's already planning on. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just give me the wheel, Pops. I got this. <laughs> and he wants an XJ. He, he wants an XJ. Good start. Good, good, good taste. Start. Oh. I'll get him up here in Oregon. I'll get him, a, get him behind the wheel of mine. Well, yeah. uh, Tony, I want, I want to uh, really quickly uh, uh, touch bases with you and, uh, and get your opinion of the event. Um, how do you think it went? What was your favorite part? The big takeaway from all of this? Um, I, I really, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about it, but, uh, but I'd like to hear a little bit more from you. The, the really important thing, other than having uh, a good turnout, which we did, we had an excellent turnout, much, much more yeah. than what I expected. Uh, the, the, the big takeaway for me was seeing the smiles on everybody's faces they they generally uh, genuinely were having a good time uh there and uh it was just wonderful um being part you know putting something together that uh people were enjoying they weren't out there like oh god here we go again and where's this where's that 
uh, this is this is uh, planned so poorly, and it was because we should have broken up in more than one group. We didn't have a leader. We didn't have a tail gunner pick. Uh, people were just thrown into those positions, but yet there was still smiles and everybody had fun. So um, that was the thing that that was was great, and it was absolutely wonderful having you come down, Josh, because you're you're such a social butterfly. Uh, I am not capable of doing that running around and talking to everybody. Uh, uh, you know, I'll talk to people, but not, and I not didn't in the record level. a single thing. Yeah. Not, <laughs> and, and not I brought the, gear down with me to get audio and interviews and stuff like that. Not a single. Well, one. I'm really happy because that happens to me every time. So if, if it happens to you too, then it's, it's not just me. It's, and I always give you a hard time for it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's so much fun interacting and talking and looking at the vehicles and finding out stuff. And it's just, it's a pain in the ass to stop having fun so that you can collect content. But as I was telling uh, Wendy before we started the the show, I need to make a concerted effort to get out of the Jeep, walk around, do like what Chris was doing, taking pictures, but get there with the audio and get people on video uh, and get exactly. that. Because it's good for the show and it's good for those folks too because the focus is on them and not me having a good time in the Jeep. But I had a, yeah. I had a great time in the Jeep. I even had a good time whenever you were driving the Jeep. So uh, it was fun to be behind the wheel or in the passenger seat. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and I'm so glad you could come down. Uh, if uh, if we get enough uh, paid subscribers to the show, I want to get you down again. Who knows? We it, it was only a couple hundred bucks. Maybe uh, if we could do something in uh, in November. Uh, you can come down again, or, or unless it's going to mean a divorce oh, yeah, or something. I hope it's cooler. I hope it's. Oh cooler. yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. It is cooler. <laughs> it's not. It's not like I mean, maybe sixties or seventies in November, but it's definitely cooler than you know ninety five. No, that'll be just just like home. So that'll that'll work out yeah. really good. Well, big thanks to everybody here around the campfire. Uh, Chris, Andrew, John, Christopher, Steve, Greg, Jim. Uh, we had Josh here as well. I didn't call on Josh. I'm sorry, Josh. We'll get to you next time. Uh, Travis as well as Jared and Larry. Uh, Larry, just a quick shout out to you. Uh, I want to get uh, some contact information from you. Uh, there's some things I want to talk to you about off air, um, about uh, technical type of stuff, you know, talk shop and and all that sort of stuff. So uh, if you could, uh, if uh, if uh, if Tony has your contact information, you're willing to let him give it to me or send an info or send an email into the info, uh, you know, or, or whatever, our email address and uh, and give me your contact information. I, I'd love to talk to you a little bit uh, outside the show. Uh, but that being said, uh, I definitely want to give a big shout out to Jerry, uh, who drove so very far, as well as Larry, both you guys for, for uh, putting in the miles, uh, both on your Jeep, taking the time away uh, from your own lives to make this event happen uh, with us. Uh, big shout out to you guys as well. Uh, big shout out to Andrew for doing everything that he did for the show as well, and uh, and Willie Wagon for coming out. Uh, big shout out to John and Chris from Seven Slats once again, buddy. Awesome job on the pictures and uh, talking with you, man. It felt like I've known you for for thirty years. Uh, just really easy guy to talk to, and and uh, it's been awesome getting a chance to know you better. Uh, of course, uh, Don as well. Don and I had a good chance to get each get to know each other really well. Uh, Don, if you're listening, uh, hats off to you. And another one I'd like to get contact information for. Uh, so if you could email the show, I'd love a chance to uh, talk with you outside the show as well. And a uh, big shout out to Guy and uh, Randy as well as Lacey for uh, putting in uh, some awesome uh, 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 spotting and uh, and coaching and getting everybody up through obstacles and stuff like that. Uh, Randy, glad you had a great time uh, despite having to uh, get a winch line pulled. And, and Guy as well as for flopping at the event and uh, and keeping a, a great attitude and having a good time despite all that. 
Uh, hats off to everybody who showed up and hats off to everybody here at the show. It's been an awesome experience uh, both tonight, a great episode tonight, and a great show that we had at Hidden Falls Adventure Park in Marble Falls, Texas at the Jeep Talk Show. Texas event happening happened, rather, September 18th, 2021. Won't be the last, certainly wasn't the first, and uh, we will do it again soon. Well, if you'd like to join the Campfire Site Chat, it's very easy to do. Follow us on Facebook or receive notifications via our newsletter. It's very easy to sign up for that newsletter, too. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find the link to click and sign up for it. Don't worry. It's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. And you only get one email a week, and we're not going to sell your information. So don't worry about all that. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to consider supporting the show by becoming a paid subscriber. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You've got to jiggle it just a little bit. Podcasting since 2010.